Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and on this special episode, our cast members will share their top three recommendos of 2022. As you know, on each regular episode, we pick something that might be of interest to our fellow geeks, be it food, movies, games, music, or useful gadgets. And every year, we call through that list and pick our favorites. Would you like to suggest something for us to consider? Send me a link on our social media channels and use hashtag recommendo. All right, now that we've dispensed with the formalities, let's see what our investigators have chosen for their top three. It's a recommend. It's a recommender roundup. It's that time again. Recommendos coming out of our ears. I've got three for you. My favorites from this past season. Of course, coming in at number three is Wild Fork Foods. I discovered this probably about. Oh, I'd say six to eight months ago. And I believe I order at least once a month. I know that. Sometimes twice a month. And you basically can go to their website and they keep expanding their options, which is fantastic. But you can get basically anything you could imagine from a butcher or a local market. They have a fantastic selection. I think one of their best features is the fact that for $30 a year, you can get free shipping on any order over $35. So definitely check them out. Wild Fork Foods. That was number three. Number two is my Yeti Tumblr. I now own three Yeti products, and I'll tell you what, they are some of the highest quality that I've ever used. I actually had an incident this week on Monday, bumped my Yeti Tumblr right off of my desk, hit the ground, cement floor, mind you, bounced twice, rolled in a circle. The lid never came off, never spilt a drop. I picked it up. I kept on going with my day and didn't even miss a beat. So if you're able to, research a little. Make sure it's something that will work for you. But definitely pick up a Yeti. They're great quality and they will last you a long time. And keep your drinks nice and cold or nice and hot. Now for my number one recommendo of this season. Everybody drum roll, please. I thought long and hard. What is the one thing that I use every single day that I rely on most? And honestly, I wouldn't mind if it was a little more intelligent, but don't let them know I said that because I don't want them to kill me in my sleep. I am going to recommend as my number one Google Assistant. I use that thing at least four to five times a day. Basic tasks like turning on lights, setting the thermostat. I can have it for setting my reminders, uh, shopping lists. I use it for everything on my phone, at home, in my car. 
The drive auto feature is amazing through Google. All the hands-free that you can do while in the vehicle definitely makes it a lot safer. I also just discovered something recently. I was in the kitchen uh, doing dishes and this happens to everybody once in a while. I broke a glass and, you know, stepped away for a bit and I got a notification on my phone. It vibrated, which I had my phone on silent, so I thought that was pretty interesting. It notified me that one of my smart speakers heard breaking glass in my kitchen and wanted to notify me that there could be something wrong. So that's something I didn't even know that Google Assistant could do. So having that extra comfort and security, knowing that if something did take place in my home, that I would be notified and pretty darn quickly. I think it was maybe 10 seconds and I was notified. So somebody maybe tries to break in, it'll hear a noise and knows my routines and I'll get notified. So I thought that was a really nice feature and uh, I'm looking forward to all the additional stuff that they'll be adding in the future. So as our technology gets smarter and smarter, the more useful it can be. Sometimes you have to be careful with your own personal security, but I think I'm pretty well taken care of on that end. So I definitely trust the services and haven't had any issues and uh, very excited for the future. And to wrap up my recommendo roundup, I would like to add a fourth recommendo. And that is the amazing support that we get from our listeners. We couldn't do any of this without you. And it has filled a void within me that you guys just probably will never be able to comprehend. So thank you so much for everything and all of the support. We really do love you and we appreciate you. This is Brian signing off. Hey, everyone, all you listeners out there, all across the interwebs, all across the world, wherever you may be, uh, it's been a whole other year here at the Lovecraft Tapes, and let me just say, holy shit, it's been another year here at the Lovecraft Tapes. I I know we we say this all the time and we say it every year, but I just want to first and foremost get it out of the way that you people out there are like the greatest people on this planet for willingly spending your time listening and commenting and enjoying this little show that we produce. I literally don't know where to go from there. Just that I'm continually amazed and surprised that there are people out there that listen to this and are not like immediately like, what the heck is this? Why are you doing this? But the fact that there are people that love what we do and they listen and they enjoy is is a whole whole new level of, of happy for me. So thank you for spending your 2022 with us. And I'm looking forward to an equally amazing 2023 uh, with new twists, new surprises, and who knows what other secrets uh, Jeremy may be hiding for us players because I know just about as much about the next scenario as you do, which is to say nothing. Anyway, you're here uh, for top three recommendos this year, I guess. I got a laundry list, a very solid list, and uh, I guess now I have to pick what I like the most, which is so tough. Let's start with number three. And this year, that falls to The Legend of Vox Machina. This Amazon Prime animated TV series based off of the 
Twitch live stream internet phenomena, Critical Role. I, they did a Kickstarter a long while back, which of course I helped out. And I've been waiting ever since, and it's been a long and hard wait, but they finally released the first season. And my God, is this something special? Not only is it sitting at a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, like, come on. It's beautifully animated. It's wonderfully acted. It's a more adult-aimed show. So there's cursing and swearing and blood and violence. And it just captures such a great story and such a great format. And what's even better is that you don't have to watch any critical role to understand or love the show. I have friends who I bugged into watching the show who had never heard of Critical Role before, and they absolutely loved it. So if you haven't uh, already gone and watched this, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is amazing. It's The Legend of Vox Machina, and you can find it on Amazon Prime. Coming in at number two this year is none other than the Steam Deck. That's right. I'm one of those people. I stayed up, I was spamming the button on release day, and I managed to get my grubby little hands on a Steam Deck. And I can say that I honestly really love this thing. I have a couple of different jobs that I do throughout the year, and the Steam Deck is really great for those jobs where I have downtime. I can take it with me, and it's more or less a mini Linux PC that allows me to play all of my favorite games on the go wherever I go. I spent a lot of time with this thing this year, and it always continues to impress and amaze how well it runs some of these games. Uh, I've run everything across the gambit from something as simple, question mark, as Vampire Survivors, all the way up to The Witcher 3, and it handles everything beautifully. Uh, the games are really, really easy and intuitive to get into. You can set up your own custom controls if you like. You can go to the community and pick up control schemes for pretty much anything out there. Uh, Valve has been really great and really thorough in testing games and certifying them, so when you go to play a game on your deck, you know without a doubt that this game will run on your deck and it will run well. And so far that has yet to fail me. I've even played a couple of games on there that they said, you know, weren't totally certified. And, you know, you're on your own, but everything freaking works. I've played Civilization. I've played Stellaris. I've played Crusader Kings 3 on a Steam Deck. And yes, it can be a little clunky at times and a little awkward. Maybe the text is kind of small, but the fact that it works and I can take these big games that are usually attached to my PC and just go out into the open and onto the road with them just makes things so much better. It just expands my my gaming capabilities and I love it. So if you have the uh, the money now that I guess supply isn't so much a problem, I'm going to have to go ahead and give two big thumbs up to getting yourself a Steam Deck because it is the top of the top when it comes to portable gaming right now. There's no comparison anywhere else. <laughs> And finally, the uh, the one that everyone has been on the edge of their seats waiting for. What am I going to name my number one recommendo of 2022? Well, you're not going to have to wait much longer because I'm going to let you know right here, right now, the first people to know this. Nobody else knows this but you. It's between you and me, okay? Just, just us right now, okay? This is a top secret, you know, crazy top secret lockdown. Uh, it's... It's going to be Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. 
It started out as a PlayStation 4 exclusive, moved to PlayStation 5, and it finally, finally made its way into the PC ecosystem this year. And let me tell you, I love this game to death. It is one of the best Spider-Man games out there. It is up there with Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation 2, which is really saying something if you play Spider-Man games. Um, The franchise has had a long and sorted history of attempts to convert to games, and while there have been a few gems here or there most of the time, they're not really that great. There's a whole laundry list of terrible Spider-Man games out there. So I love it when I find one like this that hits an absolute home run. The swinging and traversal in this game is so on point. I've, at this point, let me tell you, finished this game, 100%ed it, and all the DLC, and I still go back now and then just to swing around the city because it's so much fun to just move and dodge and run along walls and swing through buildings. It's fine-tuned and honed, and it is amazing. It's a really solid Spider-Man story with a fairly lengthy three-act structure. It took me about 35 hours to beat the main story and all the DLC, and I'm, I'm the kind of person that goes for everything. I spent a lot of time hunting collectibles, and there's definitely still more that I have not done that I very well intend to go back and do. Even if you're not a fan of Spider-Man, I highly recommend you play this game. If you are a fan of Spider-Man and you haven't played this game, what is wrong with you? Uh, like I said, there's 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 nothing missing here. Great voice acting, great characters, great dialogue, wonderful story, absolutely on point traversal, combat system that, while yeah, it kind of borrows from the Arkham style, it's executed really well, and it really does make you feel like you're Spider-Man. You're bouncing all over the place, you're webbing people to walls, you're throwing out gadgets, and it is it's so much fun. I I can't stop going back to it, and it has very much earned its top spot this year. I just can't think of anything that I had more fun with this year than being Spider-Man. There you go. Those are my three for this year. Uh, And if I may squeeze in a couple of honorable mentions. Honorable mentions this year go to Escape Simulator, uh, really great party game playing with friends, virtual escape rooms, Prop Night, which is a combination of Dead by Daylight and Prop Hunt, always entertaining, especially when you can fart at people all the time, and uh, Forza Horizon 5 for taking what was already a great series and polishing it even more with a more vibrant and exciting open world. Like I said, thank you, happy new year, happy holidays, happy whatever you are for wherever you are, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here for us. I can't wait to see what happens next year. I can't wait to bring that to you, and I can't wait to have you along for the ride. Thank you. Happy New Year. I love all of you. When it comes to hobbies and interests, it's so easy to get into a rut and focus on only those subjects to which we're naturally drawn without considering something if it falls outside those artificial boundaries. For me, it's horror. And, let's face it, mostly horror movies. What can I say? Horror flicks are my safety blanket. I swaddle myself in a celluloid sleeping bag of practical effects, shape-shifting monstrosities, and Japanese spirits wailing with unrest. But it's important to branch out, to grow, beyond what we already know, if we are to evolve. Thus, I set out in 2022 
to find other recommendos to offset my usual retinue of obsessions, and I'm pleased to announce that my top three list features no horror films at all. Coming in at number three is music. I'm a sucker for singer-songwriters like Roger Waters and Tori Amos. So imagine my surprise when I am introduced to Tegan Johnston by way of an independent horror film called The Strings on Shudder. She plays a character who writes songs, and I was so entranced by the performance, I dug deeper into the actor's bio. Sure enough, Tegan creates the same sort of music, dense lyrics filled with love, longing, sadness, the rhythmic tone bordering on that of an elegy, a scream into the past, asking, why do bad things happen? And is there any hope to be had, eventually? I've enjoyed following Tegan on social media and witnessing her rise among the ranks of performers and watching her develop as a filmmaker in her own right. Whatever the future may bring for this talented musician, I will be there to cheer her on and enjoy the soulful meditation she provides in her compositions. Next up in the number two slot is a movie, but not a horror movie. In 2021, while participating in Fantastic Fest at home, I saw Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, a frantic sci-fi comedy from Japan. It's filled with quirky characters, an outrageous setup, and romantic charm to spare. The action revolves around a hapless cafe owner who discovers his computer can broadcast images from two minutes in the future. He, of course, can't keep this fine to himself, and once all his friends and acquaintances catch wind, it's a madcap exploration of the phenomenon with unexpected and delightful consequences. Just like One Cut of the Dead, this flick is presented in a single continuous take, utilizing ingenious cuts, of course, and plays out in real time. Only 70 minutes long, it's an easy investment in time and guaranteed to make you giggle. After having watched it twice online, I bought my own copy to keep for future viewings. It's that good. <laughs> Lastly, in my number one top spot, it's a video game. Years ago, I tried to play Destiny 2 on my Xbox, but the mythology and lore was so dense, it was honestly overwhelming. At the time, I couldn't appreciate the deep world building that went on behind the scenes of what appeared to be a simple first-person shooter. Cut to 2019, when I rediscovered the game on Stadia. Thanks to the pandemic, I found myself with more time to deep dive on the backstory. Suddenly, something clicked, and I was playing regularly. Then, the Witch Queen DLC came out, adding new game mechanics and a creepy web-infested environment, Savathun's throne world, to explore. The storyline is so compelling because it positions the player as a detective, trying to solve the mystery about who Savathun is, who is she working for, and how the Hive managed to steal light-bearing powers. It's a wild ride worth every penny, and with a revised onboarding process for new players easier than ever to jump in. 
Next year, we get Lightfall, the next major update, and I've already pre-purchased the update. Although I'm a self-defined casual gamer, because of the Witch Queen, specifically, I consider myself a hardcore Destiny fan now. And those are my top three recommendos for 2022. I would like to take a moment and thank some folks for making this past year such a success for us, including our advertisers, The Lucky Die and Counterbalance Podcasts. Much love to Chris Parker for his musical prowess and to Justin Levesque of Beyond Peril for his amazing artworks and his partnership on Double Vision, our live streaming co-op video game show. Feeling dunk to James, our first ever Dreamlander supporter, and all of our amazing Patreon peeps. Of course, I continually doff my hat in appreciation to my little brother, Brian, and our good buddy, Matt. With a heavy heart, we must bid adieu to Gabe, who is going on to bigger and better things. Fare thee well, faithful friend. We hope to see you again on down the road somewhere, sometime. Hello there, everybody. Uh, welcome to the end of 2022. Probably the greatest year in the history of humankind. That's what I hear everyone saying about it. And But I hear that every year. Every year just gets better and not worse ever. It's just every year has been better than the last. So that's exciting. But you know what was better than every other year this year? This podcast. Because that's all it does. It just gets better all the time. So anyway, uh, we do that recommendo thing. It's a lot of fun. I like to force you people to look at uh, the things I like. And I imagine that every listener looks up every recommendo from every show. Because it's the responsible thing to do. So anyway, we're counting down our top recommendos like we often do. And man, I had a great year. But no surprise there. Let's get right into it. My third favorite recommendo from 2022 is a recent one. It's got to be the Food Court Podcast. The Food Court Podcast has been a lot of fun, and it's been kind of important to me because it's kind of gotten me back into movies. I had been away from movies for a little while now. I just never really had the time, and now I have more time in the middle of the night, so I'm just able to watch movies, whereas in the past I would have done something else. Uh, Listening to these guys have helped me realize that, yeah, movies are a lot of fun, and I'm really happy, and I'm hopeful for the future of movies. I'm hoping that they can get better than they have been because these last couple years in film have just been brutal. I mean, I've always liked the underground stuff and that's been a lot of fun, but maybe we can actually have some good blockbusters again. As I get more free time, not, it's not necessarily free time, but alone time where I'm able to listen to podcasts while I work or whatever it is, it's really fun to just have a group of guys that I like to listen to talk about movies that I either love or hate because I always have strong opinions. So I really have just enjoyed listening to these guys. I mean, there have been times where I've bursted off laughing at my desk and I'm sure I look like a crazy person, but I don't know. I really have come to enjoy these guys. Like, if I wa- I've tried to line it up like, oh, this next episode I haven't seen that movie. I will watch that movie and then I will listen to the episode. And it's just a lot of fun to be in on it. So, the Food Court Podcast is really one of those things that's really been good for me. You know, I don't love podcasts as a whole. Like, I don't listen to many But the ones I listen to I absolutely love, like how the Lovecraft tapes is like the greatest podcast ever. It's better than any other media. 
Anyway, number two has got to be Ring of Honor. It absolutely breaks my heart to see Ring of Honor become this bastardized thing that is basically part of the reason that the wrestling industry is a failure right now. It's easy to forget that Ring of Honor at one point was the greatest wrestling in the entire world. Rising from the ashes of ECW came this company in Philadelphia with the greatest workers and the greatest work rate of any any single company that was going at the time. And that was true for about 15 years. The matches were the best, the stories were great, the characters were fun. Things just seemed like they mattered, and that's really what Ring of Honor did best, especially with their title belts. I don't think that there's ever been a run in history that the Ring of Honor Championship had where that title has meant more than any other title has. It is more prestigious. If you lose it, you rarely win it back. Only a couple guys have managed to do that. The stakes on that thing are massive. Ignore what Ring of Honor is today and bask in the glory of what it once was. Go back, find those old matches, find those old storylines. A lot of incredible wrestlers that everyone knows now came through there. I mean, a lot of great storytelling happened early on with guys that everyone loves and some of the greatest matches in history happened. It's really hard to see it be a pawn in this horrible dick measuring contest that the wrestling industry is today, where Ring of Honor is basically non-existent and Anymore, and that breaks my heart, but knowing that we had one of the greatest runs in wrestling history for about 15 years, that matters. I don't want Ring of Honor to just be an absorbed AEW thing. I want people to remember what it was and what it stands for. So make sure that you go back. If you don't know that old Ring of Honor, go find it. Seek it out. It's worth your time. <laughs> And my number one recommendo for this year has got to be Smuggler's Cove by Martin Kate with Rebecca Kate. This is the Tiki Bible. Tiki has become a massive part of my life. It is probably one of the four things that I invest most of my time into, um, which is incredible because I just never saw that coming. I mean, I was tangentially related. I played Crash Bandicoot and thought it was cool as hell, but I never really saw that one day it would become like a in who I am. And this book helped me find that. It holds the staple recipes, the definitive editions of some of these drinks, and it's really just a great starting off point for anyone that is even mildly interested in tiki. It's one of those things that it can change how you look at it. I've been lucky enough to go to bars owned by Martin Kate, and I'm lucky enough that I was able to buy the mug that's on the cover of the book. It's really helped form uh, something in my life that I really care about, and it's a lot of fun for me. So yeah, it's, it's a book that I think everyone that likes even drinks in general, you should know a couple, and this is the where you can get them from. If you're even a little bit in interested in tiki pick up smuggler's cove it is the best recipe book out there in any genre of cocktail the history is so complete and you can tell it was a labor of love for him that's really what it is i mean it's become something that i love and i can tell that it's branched from something that he loves and he put it in that book so make sure that you pick it up Well, anyway, there's my top three. Probably predictable that I would have a wrestling one and a tiki one and another podcast, but I am who I am, and that's what I'm always going to be about. So I'm glad that this year went so well. 
in podcast form. I'm really thankful for everyone and everything that has gone our way this year. It's been a really big year for us, and I just want to extend the gratitude to all of our fans because you are really why we do it. If not for you guys, we would just be hanging out around a table or whatever, doing it for nobody, and while we would still be doing it because it's what we love, it's really nice to see other people really be able to connect with us. Uh, So thank you for everything, and uh, have a great 2023. Bye! And that's it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Twitch, YouTube, Reddit, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on mastodon.online at lovecrafttapes. Until next time, happy The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.